Welcome back, Crush It Out Podcast. I'm your boy, Cheese. Oh, whoa. It's a big, big day. Calzinga's in the studio. Face-to-face, social distancing. Sir Love Day's here. The whole Power Squad is all together. Shout out to B-Don. Um, shout out to everyone who's been checking out the show. We're bringing out the big guns. We're going Spanish Harlem. We're, we're going New York City. We're going Latino. That makes me happy. I'm percolating. <laughs> Bodega Bam is in the house. Bodega right. Bam, how are you? Chilling, chilling, my brother. Thanks for having me here. Man, it's so good to have you here. Your new album, your new album El Camino, is out right now on all social uh, platforms and uh, all DSPs. Go check those things out. Mm-hmm. But you are a veteran, a savvy veteran in that's the game. Right. You've been here, okay. and that's a testament to just adjusting to the times, your craft, your your uh, your relatability. I know for me, a Latino male, spitting that Spanish Harlem shit makes me very, very excited. Fire. So, you know, thank you for being here. Love. One of the things that I I'm, I want to talk to you about is is really is you're a veteran in the game. Music has shifted since you started so much. Mm-hmm. The ten years you've been in here, the sound is different, the approach is different, and and a lot of artists have very quick careers. Mm-hmm. They're here one summer, they're gone the next, and they don't adjust. You seem to have made. A lasting impression. You have made the adjustments to the current climate. How how's that going? How's that been? Is that a challenge that you see when you're creating your music? Um, <clears throat> no, nah, it's not a challenge. Um, it, honestly, I, I I can't I can't really answer how, how, why I'm still like in some way, shape, or form relevant. I just feel like I came in this game with confidence, and I feel like you know when all things fail, like if you if you have confidence. And what you do, you never gonna switch up, no matter how what, what times it is, or if it rains or suns or whatever. You gonna stay the same way. You gonna adjust. You gonna try to improve, but you gonna stay the same way. So my heart has never been changed. You know what I'm saying my integrity is still the same. So if my integrity is the same and my heart hasn't changed, then I'm gonna maneuver through any time and any era, and I'm gonna be that dude. You know what I'm saying. So that's what I really think. You know what I mean, and then I, you know, I also. Again, like it's it's about you know people come and go, and a lot of times it don't be the music; it just be niggas. Niggas ain't confident enough, bro. Niggas don't, and niggas be want to do certain shit and try to fit in, and then they lose themselves. So I kind of you know I me, mean? we knew that we never would want to lose ourselves in this shit. We want to come in as, as us, be us, be who we are, and you know what I mean. The the success is slower. The ladder is a little, it's, 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 it's like my shit is a ladder and there's an escalator. So my shit is like a ladder. It, it takes a little time to go up, but it pays off in the long run because my integrity is still intact. You know what I'm saying? So. Brolic calves is the key to this. Stairs give you brolic calves. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Sounds like you need that. You Hell need yeah. It, it, the, just the journey, man, it, 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 it builds your character. It's nothing to jump on an escalator. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, right. I take the stairs, nigga. I'm going to sweat a little bit. <laughs> might work my abs out. You know what I'm saying? Like that's that's where it's at. But but you know what I mean. A lot you gotta understand too. A lot of times, and it's, it's just human nature. If I put an escalator in front of your face and a ladder, the majority gonna go to escalator. So anybody gonna do it? It's gonna be a very few gonna go through the ladder. You know what I'm saying? I, I like to work out, so I'm gonna go through the ladder. <laughs> <laughs> right. 
And what do you think, though? Okay, so you have a new album. It's called El Camino, right? What was your creative process going through this as opposed to all of your other albums, right? We're in 2021, right? Things have changed. Times have changed. Music has changed. What did you feel like was different for you going into this album, though? Um. So my creative process into this album, I, I was, I told myself, if I can make one last album, how would it sound? And that's, that was the process. Right. So I treat this album as if I'll never make another album again, what would that sound like? Right. It was just that simple. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, cause <clears throat> I got so much, like, again, like, you know, I'm, I'm, I don't want to be rapping forever. Mm-hmm. I want to get, into, I want to get in different shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't want to be 45 years old rapping. Like, to me, that's corny. That's whack. I want to put somebody else on. So <laughs> I thought to myself, like, if I could make one last album. And I started the album in 2019, and I was in a different headspace. And I was like, if I want to make one last album, like, what would it be? What it would it sound like? How would I compile that? And I started in, like, in 2019. And then 2020 happened, you know, everything changed. And then um, it came out now, you know what I'm saying? So that was the process. Right. Of just, you know, if I had a last album, right. what would it be out? If niggas will remember they got bands, <laughs> what would it be? So. Do you feel like you did what you wanted to do, though? Do yeah. you feel like you were able to do that, though? Like, if somebody had to listen to your album, oh, okay, this is the last album he's ever going to make, ever in his career. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like you met that benchmark? Like, for sure. oh, this is what I want it to sound like. This is me. For all sure, the way. for sure, for sure. Because even the homie was saying it right here, he was like, the last song, El Camino, how it rides out. Like, it rides out like a nigga about to ride in the sunset. It's over. Right. You know what I'm saying? So... I, I try to live life, yo, like, it's literally like your last day, dude. You know what I'm saying? Like, even in everything I do, everything I buy, like, I want to make sure, like, as I get older, like, when I do something, it has to have a long-lasting impression. So, yeah, I, I for sure, if I was to stop rapping tomorrow, I'm happy with El Camino. I'm happy with niggas saying that was a fire-ass album. You know what I'm saying? And I knew people was going to like it. I know that people are so used to, like, shitty for my poppies and niggas be hitting me up all the time talking about Glorious with me and V don't do. Like, people going to love what they love. But <laughs> as an artist, you going to keep getting better. And I can't really, I can't, I can't put everything into what the fans say because then I'm going to be pigeonholed. I got to trust myself. And I know I'm better now. I know I'm in a better space. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, if I, if I'm happy. I. If I wasn't, if I was not rap tomorrow and become a, there, there's a lot of common themes in a lot of your projects that always reoccur in almost all your projects. There's always some type of ongoing conversation that you're having with us in the audience. One definitely that holds it down and kind of like the foundation of what you do and how you walk is your connection to the spiritual world. Mm-hmm. It's always there. In your music, and even if it's not very explicit when you're talking about it, it kind of anchors you in how you see the world and how you interact. Right, and community with the world. too, and, and the community about it. And El Camino has those moments there. Poppy definitely that project, my favorite project, definitely has that there. And yeah. as a Latino or sidewalk exec, that's 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 my shit. Yes, that, yeah, that was good. Yeah. As a Latino male growing up. That's where my connection comes with your music. Is like he's talking language that I understand, that I've been through. And I was telling Calzingas this. It's like, I have tattoos, right? But my mom, they're all on the left side of my body. Not on the right. My mom will only 
hug me and kiss me on the right side of my body. This is a true story. Like she will not acknowledge it whatsoever. And now you know, I'm, I'm. It's it's been years. I got it since I was like 16. She would not acknowledge it. Right. It's hard for Latin people. Latin moms are not fucking with the tattoos. They're not fucking with anything that's not religious or work related or like <laughs> let's hire you like let's let's do something for you but it's definitely never tattoos is not it it's yeah. not when, it for them when you think about it, like when you're creating a camino you think about the next stuff that foundational piece is always there can can you share with us where that is coming from i know that your story is well documented but it seems so relevant and it seems so constant that you always put it out there that even yourself, you're still having that discussion with you and where you are with it. Mm-hmm. That's why I guess what spiritual folks do. Um, where are you with it? How did it get there? Well, you know, as I get older, my, my faith gets stronger and my spiritual belief also gets stronger as well, right? Like, it doesn't falter. So when I first came in this, I, I was born and raised in church. Mm-hmm. You know, since I was a child, like, that's all I knew. That's all I know about. You know what I mean? I was baptized in church in a Pentecostal church. I grew up in very strict household. Um, anybody yep. who know me know my story. That's what it was. Um, I I didn't. I knew who Jesus was, and I knew <clears throat> I knew who God was, but I didn't have a connection with them until I became older. Right. So as older as I become, and the trials and tribulations that I go through in life, and all the crazy stuff I've been through, instead of it me, instead of it letting me, I guess, draw away from God, it drew me closer, because. I keep on asking myself, like, damn, I'm still here. Like, you know what I mean? That's the kind of questions I, I ask myself because I'm so fortunate. So it's going to continue to be prevalent in everything I do because my faith is growing too. Like, I'm growing as well in my faith, you know what I'm saying? And at this particular moment, my faith is stronger than it was when I was making Sour Gazette, when I was making Poppy, when I was making everything else. It continues to get stronger to the point where it's like a battle because I want to live a life I, nobody's perfect, but I want to live a life that honors God. Like, I, I feel like I'm an honorable man. So I want to live a life that honors God, and I know that sin is prevalent, and sin is very hard. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's in the world. So it's a battle with music, because I know that a lot of the stuff that I say is truth, but it, it makes me, I, I ask myself, am I honoring God with this kind of music? Yeah. That was another reason why I made El Camino, that song El Camino. That was like, if you want to a Christian song, that's the closest thing you're going to get from me. Yeah. Shout out to Johnny the Voice, too. You feel me? Like, that was, <laughs> yo, I didn't say no. That's another thing, too, where I wanted to shout out to Johnny the Voice, for sure. Right. And, 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 that's another, and that's another thing, too. Like, I don't want I don't want to curse in my music no more. Yeah. That's the kind of headspace I'm in, because I love music. God bestowed this talent in my body. This message is here. So, it, there's a purpose for it, but I want to try as much as I can in what I have to honor God while I'm doing the music. And I know there's circular music. And there's this, this is balance in your music. With my Christianity, with my faith. There's this duality, right? Yes. And there seems to be this constant fight. Yes, right. it is. Internally. And I hear it in your music and I know, and I understand it because I have that same struggle where I want to walk a certain right. way and be more balanced with the world and the energy Especially that's out there. Especially if you grew up like that too, But you know? at the other part of me is like, like, Why are you looking at me that way? Let's go. <laughs> like, there's that other part of me, too, that contradicts some mm-hmm. of those things where, in, in, especially growing up in New York City and the little things, sometimes it's like, brings you outside of character a little bit, where you have to, that one's going to have to right. get tapped, or you're going to have to do this to survive. And it contradicts a lot of those, uh, like, 
teachings that we have, that fight is what makes your music so compelling because it's not explicit when you put it out there, but you feel it from song to song, from track to track. There's a connection there, that duality, that internal right. fight that makes gives your music a, a lot of weight. Thank How you. much is that is deliberate? How much is that is something that you like, oh, I didn't even realize I, I was doing that because of yeah. sometimes we shut those parts of our personalities off. A lot of, a lot of stuff I don't be realizing. It just happens. Like, it's, it's not, a lot of stuff don't be deliberate, man. Like, you know, especially when, in the whole creative music and the whole process and just what's the kind of message. I, I'm just, I'm well aware of, like, who I am and I'm well aware of how people view me and I'm well aware of how much I mean to people. So, I'm just not rapping just to rap. I have, like, sort of a responsibility. Especially for Latinos, right? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, and... You, you done to tell you, like when we first came in this game, like 2010, 2011, there was no Latinos, bro. Right. There was none. Besides, and there's still none, really. And there's, and there's really, still none. There's still none that and, are respectable. And, and anyway. I'm gonna get into that why, right? But before I get into why there's not, there was none, right? So I'm looking at the game, like I don't see nobody that look like me, right? Or sound like I, you. or sound like me, or 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 or, or is relating. So like we how we grow yeah. up and the Christian mm-hmm. in our homes and what we eat. I'm not seeing none of that. I know shout to Joel T, that's my big brother. Yeah. We alright, we got a guy that's nice. He can wrap his ass off. But I'm not seeing that off of him. And I remember having a conversation with Joel many years later, because me and Joel have worked on a lot of work music together. He told me, pulled me to the side one day, and he was like, Yo, Bams, what you've done for our culture, he said, I didn't even do half of that shit. And he's Puerto Rican. He's at Puerto Rican, right? Mm-hmm. So I said to say this, like, 10 years ago, I'm looking at the game, I'm like, I don't see nobody that look like me. So I'm like, damn, if I got the opportunity, what I'm going to do with it? Mm-hmm. Oh, all right, so if I got to go on stage and rap with sandals on chocolate, I'm going to do that. If I got to go wave my flag, I'm going to do that. And I'm going to take everything that come with it. Me and I'm going to, if the nigga say, damn, Bam's only repping Latinos, I can't fuck with this nigga, I'm going to take that. If nigga say, damn, he going to put himself in the box, I'm going to take that. So I was well aware of what I wanted to do when I got in this shit, bro. Don't get me wrong, that shit's dumb. It's tough. It's hard because, you know, people see you one way. Right. But, and on top of that, it's, it's, it's tough because you do so much and get so little credit. Right. Right? Like, and, and in this game, yo, bro, I realized as I get older, like, you get the most blame and the least credit in this rap game as an artist. You get the least credit and the most blame. If everything fails, it's my fault. If I win, it's it's a hundred other niggas that's gonna say that they did they, they, they helped me get there. You know what I'm saying? The, it was the art design that got the sales. Oh, forget about it. <laughs> Everybody want credit now too for every little thing. Right. It used to be about the producer and the rapper. Now, nigga, now now is that? Oh, it's the A and R nigga too. Oh, I want to be famous too, nigga. Right. Yeah. Right. It's everybody, bro. Excuse me, the producer, the rapper, and the director. Just the three elements of just music. Like it was those three. Now it's again so. It's um this game is crazy, bro. But you know, it's this journey been in, in, incredible, man. And I knew exactly what I wanted to do when I got into this shit. So no, a lot of things don't be planned. It's it's just habitual. Like it's just something that I grew up. This is who I am. You know what I mean? And you know, some people like it, some people don't. Who do you feel are some people early on in your career that you feel like elevated you? Whether it was a rapper, whether it was a producer. Who yeah. do you feel like are some people who really elevated you to get to the next level? Oh, for sure. I mean, not that we in his studio, but V-Dawn, one of those people. 
for sure, as far as producers go. And it ain't it ain't hurt that me and the me and the gentleman we grew up together. Mm-hmm. You know I'm saying we from the same hood, we from the same area. Um, it was a time where I remember when we again in the beginning. Everybody like I, I I was trying to get a beat from Alchemist, right? right. Trying to get a beat from Alchemist. I love Alchemist to this day. I think Alchemist is one of the best. Mm-hmm. And um, I met Alchemist a few times, and 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 you know nothing really transpired out of that. The only reason why I got a beat from Alchemist, I only did one song with Alchemist. It was through ASAP Yams. So then you know I'm sitting back, and I'm like, man, why are these niggas pumping out for? <laughs> I know a nigga who better. This is my train of thought. So you know what? I, why I'm gonna go to Alchemist? I'm gonna go to I go to my man. It's the, it's the facts of the matter, though, right? I'm, and I'm not trying to say who's better or who. I'm just saying, like, I can't get to you. Why I'm going to stress that? I'm going to go to somebody who's as good as you, in my eyes. So that's why I started building a relationship with B-Dawn. So he was one of those artists, I mean, excuse me, those producers who did elevate. You know what I'm saying? Um, A$AP Yams, my brother Ola. Um, there was, there's a plethora of people who, who even to this day, who who, who helped me and, 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 and make me better and... Help me progress. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't feel like that that is never gonna stop, you know what I mean? But in the beginning there was a lot of people around. You know, everybody's around in the beginning. Everybody's around. Everybody's around. around in the beginning. Even if it was ladies, everybody helped. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like even the right. girl, there's a lot of women who gonna help. You know what I'm saying? Like, but um I, I'm happy that um B Dawn is still doing his thing. Um Ola, everybody who know me know Ola that's my right hand man. ASAP Yen's still not here. So there there was also Many people that I met, but there was a few people who who, who left a long lasting impression. You know what I'm saying, and most of them is, is gone, but B Don is one of them. He's still here, so that's good. And Ola, but. shout out Don Pacino. He gets no love from the Latino culture, but <laughs> I shout you out, Don. I, I see you, Kalami. I see you. I see you, Latino. The one Latino in the Wu group. And shout I got out to Cast One and uh, Bam Beats also for contributing yeah, to for El sure. Camino. Oh, for sure, for sure. Cast One is always a working hard, man. Good guy. Always working hard. Yeah, out of California, Bam Beats is a little wild. You know what I'm saying? I had to. Put yeah, this you are for Miami and in New York. So Yo, shout out to the, Bam Beats. The day I dropped, my guy. The day I dropped on. Um, the day I dropped the album, you know what I'm saying? Like, yo, this game has also taught me how to like deal with people. Right? Like, cause niggas be having different kind of emotions. And I remember <laughs> me, I'm a, I'm an emotional ass nigga. So I remember when me and V Dawn dropped Sidewalk and Zach, I remember we had an argument one time too. Like we niggas gonna go back and forth, right? For different directions or whatever. I remember. I don't I forgot what it was about, but I remember I was in the car, me and this nigga dude. <laughs> Um, I, I remember Ola telling me, my brother Ola telling me like, I remember Ola telling me like, damn, nigga, I'm like, you should never said that, man. I said, what you mean? Oh, like, this nigga be bugging. Like, I, remember, I forgot what it was. I gotta ask Ola. But anyways, I said this in this, man, Beats, Um, the day I dropped this album, El Camino, I'm talking about like five minutes have not passed. Nigga going to DM me saying, yo, can, y'all, can you tell the person to spell my name with a Z instead of an S? <laughs> you know how I replied to him and then he said oh and it's a great album I replied to him this nigga crazy <laughs> <laughs> nah yo thank you for the opportunity Nate Bams yo you my nigga bro and then I'm looking at and again this is my you know, he's my guy he's right, a friend of mine right. but I, I'm you know because of my training because of this the way that we're, how this game put me through I know now that that's, that's, that's life shit bro like you ain't gotta worry about shit like that bro that's minuscule shit bro you know, it's this it's a, it's a letter, bro. Like, but again, like, it's, see, the old Nate, the old Bims, 
I would have wild down this nigga to give a piece of my mind. Like, <laughs> but then I just had to say, this city crazy, man. Like, and that was that. You know what I'm saying? But Benz B, shout out to him. He's incredible. Um, yeah, he's um, a good guy. He's a great guy. Good guy. Yeah, good guy. I feel like Bodega Bam should have his own version of Curb Your Enthusiasm. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, bro, put that in the air. I'm putting it in the air. Put that in the I, air I, would, I would watch that because it's like, there's what I would do when I... Well, Sir Love Days in the building, but he knows me to know to be very censored and then uncensored. Um, and knowing when to do that is very challenging. Um, and true story, me and Sir Love Day, we worked together at one point and we both got kicked out of a staff meeting because <laughs> uh, we got, and I think, did we get suspended that day? Uh, some shit like that. Uh, we got called into the boss's office because we were not, according to them, behaving uh, because we were like, contradicting everything they were saying and everything they were doing um so we got in trouble and then they were like can you not do that and then i realized <laughs> what i want to say in public is not always the no, best no even though it might be correct mm-hmm. um so bodega bam hbo showtime someone call put the camera on crush a lot production we'll cut you the big part of the check we'll get the little part of the check <laughs> sure. and the art director will not get some of that cut yeah, uh, just so we could be clear about that um one of the things that is is intriguing is the next step for bodega bam as you know you are now el camino's out go check that out but you know i flipped on the tv a few times i'm like Right, he's Yo, is that, is that my boy? You know? Wait, I know. Wait. That's and not only that, but he's on a good show. Because I'm like, you know, let's relate here. Movies, mm-hmm. shows, series. Listen, if it's a good series, if it's a good show, I'm always going to tune in. Right. Smilf, it's a great show. Right. It's a great show. Why? Because it's relatable to people, relatable to women with children and just single mm-hmm. women trying to raise children. And then there's Bodega Man. So, yeah, man. yes, he can rap. Yes, he's he's also into music, but he's also an actor. Yeah. So, you know, you can't always limit yourself to one thing. Was can't be. And what's crazy is that, like, you know, uh, an actor is what I always wanted to be. Right. The music kind of, like, just fell on my lap. But you be. happen to be on a good show, though. It's a lot of rappers Snoop who are acting. Show. The writing is oh, great. Oh, my God. And the, and, the way, and the way I got that was just... It was just the way I got that was incredible. It was just how it happened was crazy. I just literally, I, I I'm well aware that shows like that people work their whole lives just to get yeah. shows like that, and I literally got it through an email, and that's how <laughs> you're saying like you know. But sometimes when you put enough work in and you do everything you can the natural, God gonna handle the supernatural, and that was a supernatural occurrence that happened. That somebody just emailed Ola saying I'm looking for what they got bands to audition. Mm-hmm. I didn't have to go through half the process that a lot of actors, starving right. actors was going through. So I was OD humbled about that. Um and it was my welcome home because even before I got into music and was interested in music, I always wanted to be an actor. Like I was interested in movies. I always would watch movies. Growing up I would be in dramas. Um went to the boys club, was in a drama class in the boys club. Like I was always right. into acting. Right. That was my thing, you know what I'm saying? But I didn't know how to get into it. Like the, the closest thing I got to acting was I was like seven, eight years old and my mom took me to, there was a show called The Reading Rainbow. Yeah, yeah. classic. Yeah. Uh, and my mom took me to read for The Reading Rainbow and them niggas never called me back. <laughs> <laughs> so that was the closest thing I ever got. Come on, little But Bob I never Burton forgot that. I think, I think the host was 
LeVar Burton. 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 My man, my man you dropped the ball there. Because you grew up from on Roots. From Roots and Star Trek. You dropped the ball. He was in Star Trek. He was in Roots. I think he was in Shaka Zulu. He was in a wild shit. You dropped the ball. And if you're in the movies and you're in the shows or whatever, you grew up as a kid, you know. You know these things, right? Everybody at LeVar Burton right now, you dropped the ball with Bodega Man. I remember, man. And that was my only time. It's not too late. That's my only time. That was my only time at that particular time. So, you know, music just happened because I went to high school, and like I was we were discussing earlier, like I'm from the I'm from the east side of Manhattan, from Spanish Harlem, and I had to go to school on the west side of Manhattan, and that was like a whole different world for me. So when I went to the school, the first day I went to high school, I'm kind of like nervous. I'm like kind of scared. I ain't gonna lie because I'm like, damn, I'm going to this whole new world. Who, who is these people? Like, and when I went to the school. There was like commotion in the front in the, in the front of the school. It was like a battle. This is the first day, bro. Fourteen. I'm, I'm like, yo, what's going on? I never seen this before. In where I'm from? Is that is that what you do on the west side of things? <laughs> well, yeah. It was what's going like, on here. So I'm like, yo, I'm like, I only see on? this when the tamale ladies out. That's what's, a fact. What's this crowd is that? So it was a it was a it was a crowd. Man, niggas outside, women going crazy, and it was a battle, bro. And I'm looking, like, yo, who who's starting this? And the person who was starting that battle, who was in the battle, who was winning, who was getting all the fame and the glory, was Smoke Dizzle. So when I'm looking at this, I'm like, who the fuck is this nigga? Who is this guy? <laughs> and then my whole purpose of being in high school was to get cool with him. That's what I wanted to go to school for. Every day I'd be like, yo, I'm going to get cool with this guy. And I didn't know his name at the time, but I knew he was the guy. And I knew that you had to rap to be cool. So in my mind, 14 years old, coming from Spanish Harlem, I'm like, yo, what can I do to be accepted? Or be cool. Mm-hmm. Or get the girls. Got a rap. So I spent the whole year trying to be cool with smoke. And it's a one faithful day. I remember we went to this I went to science class and smoke was a year older than me. I went to science class and lo and behold, he's in there already. And there was a seat right next to him open. I said, oh, I'm in this. <laughs> Hello, Mr. Dizza. So I sat down, he don't know who the fuck I am, and everybody who went to dice know that at this particular time they know smoke was really popular. And I just sat down and I just had a conversation with the dude. And me and him, we clicked right then and there. So Smoke is the dude that kind of like introduced me to rap. It was it was him that I seen that I was like, oh, nah, I want to be a rapper. He kind of opened that up. You know what I'm saying? But, and that's what I said. That's why I said like rap fell into my lap. It wasn't, I ain't have an older cousin that was a DJ. Right. Or my mom was a, from the 80s and she right. was with the boombox. Like most of us, we know somebody. I didn't have nobody. If you look at my life and you knew me as a kid, you would never think I'd be a rapper. Right. My house was full of Christian everything. Yeah. Yeah. There was no rap music. There was no none of that. The only time I had any introduction to rap, again, was in high school or when I was outside. Smoke Dizzard was your entry drug. He was. was your gateway drug. He was. Then you got hardcore about it. Yeah. And, so then, and, then, and then it became, again, towards the beginning, it was just trying to be accepted and, and, and not really knowing what I'm going to do with it. And then... As the years progressed, it started. I started to get a passion for it. Mm-hmm. Started to meet new people. Started to be around different people. Then I started to. I remember being 18, 19 years old, going to the Hamptons, like being around Scott Disson from the Kardashians, being around Mark Ronson. I'm being around different type of people, and I'm like, oh, this music shit is fire. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Little by little, getting better and better and better and better. Then, then I got to a point where I'm really, really good. And I asked for help, and nobody wanted to help me. So then that that fueled me, cause I'm like, nigga, I'm nice, and y'all niggas ain't trying to help me. Right. 
So, like, let's not get it fucked up, though. You can rap. Right. You can rap. Like, and, and, despite and everything, me... despite everything, despite what everybody may think of you and, you know, what you do, you can rap. Mm-hmm. Now, they can deny it all they want to, but at least you're really good at that part. <laughs> nah, nah, <laughs> a lot it, of people who rap don't really be good at and what it took they me, do. Nah, and it took me a long time <laughs> to get to that point. And then, again, you know, the music, it progressed into... Now it's a, it's a, it went from a passion. Then it, it went to a message. Then it went to, um, now it's a, a, a responsibility. Now it's a, where, where I'm trying to take it, where I'm trying to go with it, who I'm trying to inspire. And it all started with just me looking at smoke, like, yo, this nigga, that nigga. I want to be just like him. That's how I started. Yeah, and I, I would probably dare to say that you didn't even identify as a creative at that point. At all. You wanted to be an actor. You probably were into yeah. the visual side of things. And then here comes this other creative and process and you got drawn to it. Because you, you're like that now. Acting, writing, um, all everything, even the visuals down to the fashion part of it. There's right. always this interaction of, of different textures that you bring to it as a creative most creatives are dabble in everything, right. one way or or the other. So it it was probably there from the from the beginning. From the beginning, yeah. But it's somebody had to you, tap man. in. Yeah, it's tap in. in. You. It's in you. Shout out to the boys and girls club. Oh, no, that's a fact. That's a fact. Do you feel right now though where you're at? You, do you feel happy about where you're at in your life, your career, whether anything though, whether rapping or 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 just acting or anything? Do you feel content? With where you're at right now. Oh, absolutely, I'm more than content. I'm happy, and don't <laughs> it took. Don't get me wrong, it took me a long time to, to feel that way, but I had to realize and to continue to realize that you gotta appreciate the little before you get the lot. Yes. And that's just a simple fact of life, right? And we lose that so often because of the day and age we live in. Everything is right in front of our faces, and our peers have this, and we don't have that, and we see this. So I'll, I'll be a liar and tell you that I didn't go through that stage of where I'm like, I should get more. Right. And I should have more. And right. while my numbers is like this, I, I'm right. better than this nigga. Right. I, of course. But then I had to, where I'm at right now, nah, I'm, I'm 100% happy. Right. Happy. Because you know how social media is. Social yeah. media is like, it's just the way that the world is right now. No, nah, People look at social media and they see people's lives and they think, oh, well, they're doing so good. Well, why can't I be like that? Mm-hmm. But you know what? Fuck that. Mm-hmm. Fuck that. And what's, you gotta just keep moving. Yeah, keep and what's going. and what's for you will be for you. That's right. All the time. What's for All you will be time. for you. And again, like it, it, you know, some people get that very early on. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm happy enough that as soon as I found out this kind of understanding, I stuck with it. It ain't easy. You know what I'm saying? Because there's a lot of things you want to do, and again, we live in a time where everything is on. Everything is put on a timetable, which if you look at it, time don't really exist. Like we make the time on the schedule, right? But it's because of the way we operate and how we see things. But again, like I, I'm happy with everything. Like I'm happy that I got two kids. I'm happy that I wake up every morning, open my eyes. I'm happy that I got money in my pocket. I'm happy that I have friends. I got my health. I'm OD happy, yo. OD. Like, I, and I need to be happy. You know what I'm saying? Like, you need to be yeah. happy. You got to find you something. You got to make that. Yep. You got to be happy, bro. You can't, damn, boy, if I had this, I'd be happy. Because then you realize when you get it, you ain't going to be happy. Right? Because yeah. <laughs> then you're going to be chasing that. Yeah. All the time. And I know that for a fact. Like, just you just can't live life like You can't live life like, and it's hard. I get it. You know what I'm saying? Especially if you from the slums and you from welfare and you poor. 
Like, it's hard to live, like, everybody want aspirations and be like, yo, if I had that nice car, I'm really going to be happy and know what life is. Nigga, you got to start before that. You got to be happy before that. And it comes like that. One of the things that is compelling for me when I talk to artists who are fathers, um, I'm a father. I, I, I know I have four kids. I don't know if I have more than that. Uh, no one has come forward to, to tell me otherwise. Four my, kids, damn. Because my pullout game is trash. I'm staying in there. Four kids. I'm staying in there. I'm staying in. I do the Jesus thing and protect me, good old Lord. I'm going in. Um, I have one daughter, and uh, I've been accused of favoring her. Um, I don't think so, but who knows, maybe. Yeah, Maybe. Daughter, man. I got a daughter too. How how is it? How is fatherhood and and the way you grew up, your career because you you're out there, you're, you're grinding. How is that all put together? Because I find myself, I I love being a father. I enjoy being a father. Everyone who's around me knows that. But at the same time, I'm like, I'm recording right now. Go to the other room. Right, right, right. <laughs> I go to bed. Here's the night quilt. Go right. to bed. Uh, how do you balance that? And also, where does like your music and your creative side? Is there a confliction there, or is it like it just cements you more in what you want to do and the message you want to put out nah, there? It's never a conflict. Um, like I, I, I've, you know, my son is ten. You know what I'm saying, so I got my son is older. My daughter's two years old. Um, and they they got two different mothers, so I, I kind of like experience different. Oh, I have the same thing. Right. I got two and two with two different people. So, so the biggest thing. Me. So the biggest thing is when I had my son. My son was the extra oomph that I needed to get me over that. Oh, now nah, I'm go hard now because yep. I immediately wanted to be a role model. And, I, and and one thing, one thing I'm big on is 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 supporting financially, right? right. So. Like, I understand because of what we do. And, you know, in certain situations, you might break up with your girlfriend or boyfriend. And somebody might not see the child as much as the other, right? Yeah. And in my case, I, I'm never going to see my son. And I haven't as much as you see with his mom. Right, because he's yeah. always with the mom. You know, a kid always is going to be with the mom. Right. There's no way, especially if you're lying. You already know that yep. a kid is always going to be more with the, with the mom. Right. So, I, I made a conscious decision that... I might not be there, but I got to always provide. That's right. And I remember, you know what I'm saying, going through a lot of heartaches and, 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 and road bumps in the beginning, not having money, not wanting to do certain things like sell drugs to get quick money so I had to sacrifice and have nothing. I remember there was a point in time where like, I didn't even have like $25 for my son for, di- for diapers. Like It was crazy, you know what I'm saying? And it, and it, and it ended real quickly. But... He was the, my son was the, was the motivation, bro, to be like, nah, I'm gonna go hard. So, as soon as my son was born, everything started to work out for me, mm-hmm. like, little by little, especially I, fi- finance right. wise. I um, had almost similar story. My, 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 and my son, yep. my son, you know, he's old enough now where, like, you know, nowadays we do auditions, we do self-tapes a lot, because, you know, like, when you, nobody's doing, like, casting calls no more, because of this COVID shit. So, a lot of, a lot of auditions I've been doing is self-tapes. He be in the other room. So I'm doing my process with my son around. I took my son to the studio. Little shit like that. You know what I mean? That I wish that I was his age, I, I could experience. Yeah, I don't, I don't, like with my older kids, especially my older two, and sure love they knows my older kids, Um, I don't protect them 
they I I'm so like what I do, you do. And right. I, and my kids are honorable students, so I don't bust them about anything. Right. Oh, what time I gotta go to bed? What time you gotta get up? Yeah. Eight. <laughs> but make sure you're up at eight. I ain't gonna tell you what time right, I go right. to bed. Nah, I feel that. As long as they do your work, I feel that. You're honorable student. You as ain't hearing nothing you from take me. Care of what you need to you do, don't hear nothing from I'm me. Here for you. But shout out to my sons. Their favorite album is Liquid Sword, so I'm doing something right. So I'm doing, <laughs> I'm doing <laughs> something right uh, uh, there. But I always tell my kids like, like, the, like for me when I coach young fathers and me, I do some coaching for young fathers. I tell them, no matter what the situation is with 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 the mom, the kids will do what you do. Make sure you respect her and revere her in mm-hmm. front. Of those kids, because they will do the same later. So, you know, I always feel like that's important to put out there. It's like, yo, deal with that a different way. Shout out to Sir Loveday, who, who sent those, uh, the, the voice papers on my behalf. That's a funny story. That's a whole other one. Like, yo, go serve it, bro. Go serve it right now. <laughs> no, I never went through that. Thank the Lord. You know what I'm saying? Like, I never went through the, like, courts. And, but my, but my, I know people who have. I know a lot of people who have. A lot of close yeah. people. Me. In that in that area, I've been lucky. You know what I'm saying? Like, but it's I still went it's, through my shit. You know what I mean? It's like, tricky for Latino men. It it, it really is it's the culture. It's tricky for men in general. Yeah, it's, it's very tricky. hard for men. We need more conversation. And I love my kids. That. I love my kids. I, yeah, I, I feel like you know, fatherhood is the most respected hood. Like, it's the only 100%. hood. I want, the only hood I want to be in. You know what I'm saying? And 100%. and I love my, especially my son. I always wanted, I always wanted kids. The same way I always wanted to be an actor. I remember being like twelve years old, lying to girls, saying I got a son. Like, I remember, <laughs> I remember, I remember going to camp and having a baby picture in my wallet and showing the girl, and they used to believe me. You know what I'm saying? But yo, it's crazy how. And again, this is in the Bible, man. Like you know what I'm saying? Like be careful what you ask for because I've always wanted it, right? And God gonna give it to you, but then He gonna you made your bed and you got laying. You know what I'm saying? He He'll give you what you want, but a lot of times. Yep. We don't like a lot of times, right. yo. We, we we want something so bad, so bad, so bad that we don't care how we gonna get it. Eventually, you gonna get it because persistence is everything, right? You gonna get it, but then it's, you gonna have to take everything that come with it. So yeah, I got my beautiful son, but there was a lot that came with it. Yep. That if I was smarter, a little bit more patient, I probably would have bypassed all that. You know what I'm saying? But I always wanted children. You know what I'm I have no right. discipline, none. Right. Being a parent though is never. Ever an easy task, but you know it's different when it comes to men and women. So O D O D woman woman definitely different. And yeah, you know, yeah, woman is you know woman is a different ball game. I'm saying like what 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 mothers do and how they do it. Because women are superheroes at the end of the day. You know they give birth. They they give birth, and that's an amazing superhuman feature. It's a miraculous right what happens. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, women have to be respected and revered as well. Hell yeah, hell yeah, most definitely. Shout out to everyone checking out the Crush a Lot podcast. If you're new to the show, you know, and you like it. You want to mess with it? Consider subscribing, sharing, all that good stuff. Most importantly, hit the links below. Go hit the links for El Camino by Bodega Bams available right now. Go check out the back catalog. There's a few yeah, vinyls check out, out the whole catalog. available. Yeah, my catalog is elite, man. It's it's it's, it's super. Elite. And you could go get some of these physicals if you're into. You could go to uh, Get On Down Records has a Bodega Bam right. album right there out there. I believe Tough Come might have one or two as well. So go check those out. Links are all below. Um, shout out to all the parents who are just getting it done in a COVID world. Word. Salute to all of you who are just getting it done one way or the other. 
Um, it's been crazy, but we appreciate everyone just going out there doing the good fight. Uh, shout out to V Don. Shout out to Sir Love Day. Shout out to everyone involved in this episode. Yo, right. Bodega Bam El Camino available right now. Kalina, let's get it. Peace.